All right, we are live from the Two TV Sports Recording Studio. It's Tosh Myers back. I got Jared Blinder with me. It's a Tosh and Jerry podcast. And today, Jerry, we are here to talk about the NBA playoffs. Man, it's, it's looking like KD is just going to roll through the the NBA playoffs. Man, it's 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 been interesting to watch that. But uh, also, we've got our take on the college football playoff, Jerry, expanding to 12 teams. Oh my God, this is going to be electric. And uh, lastly, we'll give our NFL offseason take of the week, a new segment here on the Tosh and Gary podcast. We got some NFL takes. We all know we love the NFL. So why not Why not do a take from this point until the end of the season each week? So Jerry, it's good to talk to you today. Dude, I'm so excited to be here despite my Bruins getting eliminated from the playoffs last night. Had to get that in there off the top, get it out of the way. Now we can focus solely on basketball. Super excited to get into college football and to give you my NFL hot take of the week. I've kind of been stirring this one up around a little bit past week, and I've just been thinking about it. I like it more and more, so I'm, I'm very excited. Stay around for that one. But, uh, yeah, dude, Kevin Durant destroying your Bucks, uh, making Giannis's bitch for uh, lack of better words. <laughs> They're coming out pretty strong here. Um, yeah, the Bucks don't have any answers for the Nets. And – Harden went down as well. So, like, it's really not looking good, especially if he, if he can get healthy towards the later end of the series. If, if there crazy, even is a later Jerry. end. <laughs> call, there's not going to be a later end, Jerry. And call me crazy, but I, I don't know how much of a difference Harden makes for this team. I mean, you've got Kevin Durant playing like he is now. By far the best player in the NBA. There's nothing the Bucks can do about it. This is Katie's time. He's about to win his third ring. How Could great been... is it to watch him at his peak? It's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. incredible. I mean, yep. he's the best player of his era. He, if not for this Achilles injury, this would be his fifth finals in a row, Jerry. Five in a row. Arguable, but yeah, probably. <laughs> Pro- definitely. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't think anyone in the East was the stopping Lakers him last, last year. year. Yep. 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 That's so, true. I mean, I just give all the credit to KD. GM KD, Jerry. Even GM KD is great. I mean... He, he got Steve Nash as his coach. Unbelievable job Steve Nash is doing. He, he, they got Blake Griffin. I mean, Blake Griffin's looked like a great player as a role player. Do you think like, – I, I want to cut you off here because I, I want to ask you, do you think Steve Nash is ever stressed during these games? Like, does he – he doesn't actually have to coach this team. Like, they just show up, move the ball around, see, and score. Like, they, I feel see, like it's kind not of, that hard but, to, dude, to coach the Nets. The thing about the Nets is, like – so everyone's like, oh, you got KD, Kyrie, like the two best ISO players in the NBA. But they don't ISO that much. It's more of like a ball movement. No, type they of swing offense. it around. Could, yeah, they yeah, get the open shot. Like but it's Joe but, but, but I will corner, say Bruce it, Brown for these like floaters with centers on them. But I it's mean, a lot easier basketball. to move the ball. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to move the ball when you have to pay attention to Katie and Kyrie. So whoever has the ball, they clearly get the spotlight, and then you're able to swing it a little better. So obviously, like great players make it easier to swing it. But you're right; they don't get stuck in isolation, which is actually, I mean, watching the spur, the old Spurs style of basketball is a lot more fun. And watching I go one on one like Harden does constantly and need a driver pass. But I mean, yeah, it's, the dude, they're player. getting so much out of all these random dudes like yep. Bruce Brown. Who was he before this? He was a nobody. Blake Griffin, he looked like he was out of the NBA. Well, Blake I mean, Griffin didn't Landry want to play Shaman, on the Pistons. We, I mean, that's nothing. pretty clear. But yeah, Shaman, yeah, yeah, Shaman's been Nick solid this series. I mean, late round pick. He's so I was like worried, a- I was worried earlier this season. Yeah, yeah. So that they traded away. Um, uh, who's the center that I really liked that they had? Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen. And so I was wondering who's going to fill it, that role because it wasn't going to be uh, DeAndre Jordan. So Nick Klassen stepped up huge. Didn't expect that coming like for most of the season. But I mean, 
he's really stepped up. And so that's, I mean, that's the answer you're looking for at center because you can't play DeAndre all those minutes. Um, but I think regardless of who you plug in at the five, you, they're still going to roll through the East at least. Um, yeah, Jerry. Know, okay. I, I got Curry. one for you, Jerry. Yeah. What do you got? Over, over under two and a half titles, KD wins on the Nets. I think it has to be under two and a half because that would be under if you, under. And here's why we've seen super teams be put together, broken up quite often now in the modern NBA and for them to stay together and not get pissed off at each other or whatnot, or another super team not to be formed. You're saying they'd have to win three titles in Brooklyn. Even the war, the warriors got three, right? So yep. it's hard to get three and I'm going to go under there. I think they definitely get this year's, it doesn't look like anyone's going to stop them this year. Maybe next year's, but after that, I mean, it's going to be a whole different league in two years. You know that as well as I know that. I'm going under on two and a half. I think it'll be a whole different league, Jerry. But also, it does seem like a lot of these stars are kind of in their spots now. And, I mean, who's their biggest challenger? I guess if Kawhi goes to, like, the Lakers or something. I mean, even still, though, I kind of like Kawhi's not going like, to the Lakers, but... That's funny. Yeah, so the Lakers are getting old. The Clippers are a joke. I mean, maybe the Warriors, if they get a star. I mean, the Bucks aren't doing anything. The Mavericks don't look like who's who are the Boston. Yeah, but we didn't see okay, but two years ago, it's not like we saw the Nets going to the finals and being this powerhouse. Like we don't like you there could be another super team of free agents that team up. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. Could not tell you where maybe it's the Orlando Magic. Like, think about that. The Orlando Magic making a deep playoff run in two or three years. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, Sorry, I'll, really I'll no take play. a no I mean, on that. But I mean, okay, sure. But I'm saying for our our playoff competition. So we each picked five teams. We're adding up their wins. You have the Nets with six wins, the Bucks with four, the Suns with six, the Jazz with five, five and the Heat with zero. <laughs> I have the Lakers with three. First pick, Lakers, disappointing. Come on, LeBron. Like, dude, let me down. He, he choked in the playoffs, lost first round. Clippers have four. The Sixers have five. The Nuggets have four. And the Warriors have zero. So I'm not feeling too good about this. I'm going to need the Clippers to win the finals for me I'm to have a chance. I'm very much looking forward to that six-pack of beer. The, uh, the Suns are rolling through. The Nets are obviously going to win the title now. Uh, I, I mean, I love where I'm at in this tournament of picks here. And every, everyone was sleeping on my team coming out of that, that pod. Everyone liked the Lakers and the Clippers. But, I mean, hey, you take you run with the, the, the top seeds. You got Nets, Clippers, and Suns. I'm not sorry, Nets, Jazz, and Suns. I mean, I'm looking golden. And the Bucks. I need I need something out of you, Milwaukee. Come on, Tosh, we both got to be pulling for them. I need this Nets-Bucks <laughs> series to go at least six games. You got to get some more you wins. Know, I think the Bucks maybe have one win in them. But oh, it's man. just clear that they don't have the talent. Um, I'm not writing the Clippers off just yet. Like I, every time that I think about this team, I'm wrong. Like last year I was all in, they suck. This year I was all in, they go down to zero. I write them off. They come back. I'm kind of with say- you, but, uh, I, I'm more, I'm more on. Uh, so I, I think we both picked the Clippers to come out of the West last pod. I mean, maybe it's in the moment reaction, but the Suns are kind of looking like the team coming out of the West right now. Not the Clippers. The the Suns are playing great basketball, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, they don't have Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi put the team on his back against the Mavs. So if I had to put my life on it, Jerry, I'm taking the Clippers, which is probably stupid. I know. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I still want to lean Clippers. 
but it was a lot clearer to, the, to me last week that the Clippers were coming out of the West. This week, I think the Suns are giving them a real challenge based, based on the way they're playing right now. Um, so, yeah, it's been pretty interesting. Hawks, you, you want to sneak in next? Hawks and uh, and um, Sixers here. Yeah, so I've liked the Hawks. I've been I've been saying don't sleep on the Hawks, Jerry. I've been saying that for a while, and I'm still not sleeping on them. I don't. I think they're going to get one at least one of two of these games at home, and it's going to go back to Philly game five, tied two two at so, least. So so we've got a series. This series all hinges on the meniscus of Joel Embiid, and like we saw him light it up. When he's healthy and playing, um, it was also I wasn't it the night that Jokic was announced the MVP, so maybe there was a little edge to him there, uh, lighting it up for forty. But yeah, no, I the more I think about it, the Hawks, I would not be surprised if they end up in the Western or the Eastern Conference Finals, but uh, they're going to get absolutely destroyed in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals if they were to make it. I think Philly matches up with with the Nets more so, or you even the Bucks sucks. more so. Yeah, you know what sucks for the Hawks is the DeAndre Hunter injury. I mean, before the season. Or, yeah. you know, before his injury, like, beginning of the season, he was their second-best player. I mean, he was looking like a, a budding star in the league, a 3 and D star, and, and he's out for the rest of the playoffs. He was their best defender. He was going to be the guy that was going against KD, who was guarding Tobias Harris. Like, he's their dude, and he's out. Now they have to start Solomon Hill. So that sucks for them, but I think the future is pretty bright in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can't, I mean, it's not like Trey Young's getting any worse anytime soon. And that guy is the villain the league kind of needs right now. He's like the anti-staff, which is yeah, literally. And he he's fits Atlanta super well. Yeah. He literally is the anti-staff. It's awesome. Um, okay, I, I'm, I'm interested a, if they get some, a little bit more help around him, but maybe the young guys just yeah, keep developing. Could, so if they could get a star, if they could get someone to compliment Trey Young, that would really be interesting. But okay. I've got a few more NBA uh things i want to talk about so portland jerry if you're portland like they've basically just been in the same place for all of dame's career like what do you do like you've got to somehow maybe get to a championship with dame like it's you gotta move mccollum if you're gonna you don't move dame you can't he's a fan favorite he likes the area he's their guy you can't move dame you can't move dame so it has to be cj it literally has to be. You have to find a way to get – I mean, Melo's okay coming off the bench, but you can move off him. You can move up a lot of guys. You can maybe package Nurkic or somebody. You don't need Yusef Nurkic as your starting center. You can get another guy. It's just not that important. Um, Jerry, I think what the Blazers need to do is hire Mike D'Antoni and just take their offense to a new level. Like kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, hire Mike D'Antoni. Like, he will make your offense amazing. Yeah. And I don't think I, I don't know if I would trade CJ. Like, and it's, it's not like the Blazers play defense, anyways. So, like, they might as well just be the new modern, not even modern. They just might as well recreate the Rocket style of basketball up in Portland, which Dave yeah. is pretty much doing more or less. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think, mean, I, I think Portland needs a new coach and, well, they're getting to one. Hit, <laughs> and to hit on a second round pick and, like, yeah. hit, get their Draymond Green, get their, Chris Middleton. It like, sounds so you know, easy when you say, "Oh, hit the star in the second round." I think a lot of teams are uh, trying, yeah. but that's not always how uh, yeah. these drafts. Well, I think the first step's that. hiring Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, um, I like. Okay, it. What about Jerry. the Celtics? You like the, what? Do you think? Okay, well, I got to sneak this. Yeah. In. Celtics D'Antoni. I've seen some rumors. Uh, I don't know about D'Antoni to the Celtics here. I feel like the 
I feel like with him, you need like a team that is not young because he's old. He's not going to be around that long. Like Celtics need someone who's going to be there for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's like careers. Um, so I don't know who that is. I'm sure they have. They wouldn't have promoted Stevens if they didn't have a plan. I don't think. They're conducting the search. We'll we'll see how. It yeah. So out. I mean, I think with the then. Celtics, the Celtics need. Tatum and Brown to go up another level, and then they also need to get something out of Kepa. Uh, it looks actually there was a whispers in the uh, Celtics, the Celtics media that uh, the Celtics and Kemba were looking at ways to maybe mutually part, um, which would be awesome if they can reach a buyout. That would be sweet. so. Well, yeah, so but we'll I mean, see what happens. Can, so I mean, who are you going to get though? With like. That, hey, that I don't know, but we still have that uh, not that's going to be used. The Gordon Hayward trade exception in the back pocket for like $40 million. It's not going to happen. It's going to expire, but, you know, still nice to have in the back pocket. But enough Celtics. That's not what we're here for. How about – okay, Jerry, how about – since we're just going through all the teams that are eliminated, the Lakers, like, will they be back? In the, will they, like, ever be back to the championship level? Or is this team just kind of old and – no i think they will be i think it would have been a different series with a healthy anthony davis i don't think they would have been gentlemen swept out of there so So, i agree with you but i also do all the sure you were high on the lakers offseason weren't you yeah actually i really like their moves and it just didn't work out you're the yeah you're the contrarian i disagree because look dennis schroeder i mean sure it's great to have a good a, a little bit above average point guard but when you have LeBron. He's your point guard. You need shooters. You don't need Dennis Schroeder. You don't need Montrez Harrell. You don't need Andre Drummond. You need shooters. They don't have shooters. That's the issue. So until they can surround LeBron and AD with a bunch of shooters, I'm not going to think that they're going to be able to beat the Nets. I mean, look at the Nets. They surrounded KD and Kyrie with shooters, and, and they're the best offense ever. So uh, Lakers need shooters. And if they do the same thing that this offseason that they did last offseason, I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. No, uh, no issues with that opinion. They definitely need some more, uh, more shooters around LeBron instead of uh, yeah. trying to do whatever the fuck he's doing out there. Call him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to our next segment, our NFL offseason take of the week, make sure you go listen to the Love Letters to Baseball podcast starring Jackson Roberts, talking all things baseball. I know some of you miss your baseball content on this pod because we don't talk about it that much, but J-Rob has you on Love Letters to Baseball and go make sure you follow them on Instagram and Twitter. He produces great content on there. I love following every night. So go check out the Love Letters to Baseball pod starring Jackson Roberts. Now back to the show. All right, Jerry, NFL offseason take of the week. You got one. I got one. Let's get to it. All right, let me go. Let me go. I've been waiting for this one all week to get on this pod, tell you this pick. My Super Bowl winner of 2021-2022 NFL season is the Los Angeles Rams. And here's why. I was really thinking about this all last week. Their defense is insane. They almost got the NFC Championship game with Jared Goff's broken thumb. And Jared Goff even just being healthy. I don't know that they made him any worse, actually. He's awful. They traded for Matt Stafford in the offseason. And I've always thought of Matt Stafford as a great QB. And he's put up great numbers on terrible, terrible teams. Now he's surrounded by a great defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and that whole cast. Great wide receivers. A good young run game in Malcolm Brown. I just 
don't see how the Rams are built for success right now. It's just such an obvious pick besides obviously the fact that the Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl again. And the Rams though, Tosh with Matt Stafford are going to light it up. They're going to be unstoppable this year. So Jerry, when you said that you had an NFL take you need to get out, I immediately was like, I bet you it's the Rams going to the Super Bowl because I has that been getting buzzed? Because I didn't see that like anywhere. I was just thinking about like I love Stafford. It's getting some buzz, I think, because like everyone saw when Brady switched teams that they won or whatever. Um, I like it, but the one thing that worries me is their defense because they lost a decent amount of guys, and I don't know if their defense is going to be as good. Um, I don't think it'll be as good, but it doesn't need to be when you offset that with Stafford's addition and the fact they still have Aaron Donald destroying homes up the middle. That's true. I'm not too worried. They lost their defensive coordinator. They lost their linebackers coach, who's now the Packers defensive coordinator. Um, so the, the coaching, yeah, the coaching, uh, the coaching's different. Some of the players are different. I do think that they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFL, though. So I yeah, like that. Easily. I like that take, and I'm high. Would you on take Stafford. them to come out of the West at least, if you don't like them going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty solid bet because Seattle, I think. I don't know. I'm just not that high on. I don't. I'm not that high on Pete Carroll anymore, and um, their defense doesn't seem to be very good. So, and then the Niners, like their whole quarterback thing. I mean, if Trey Lance is elite, then maybe in the Cardinals. Uh, I just don't know if they're gonna. So yeah, I like the Rams to win that division, and I like the Rams as a one of the Super Bowl favorites for sure. So I I don't hate that pick. All right, what do you got for me? What do you hand me with All this All right, week? Jerry, this take may be a little bit more controversial. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you've been following it, but it's uh, it's uh, off-season training camp for uh, all these NFL teams this week. They get, like, three days of practice um, on the field. And so I've been scrolling through Twitter, Jerry, and uh, there's been one, one guy on the Packers who hasn't reported to training camp. Uh, you know who that guy is? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the bad man Aaron Rodgers. And so he's not there. And so you know who's getting the first team reps, Jerry? Jordan Love. That would be Jordan Love. And I'm scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and I, and I see this tweet. And uh, apparently the first day he had a little bit of a rough day. He overthrew a few guys. And then the second day, I'm scrolling through Twitter, and this kid's having a day, Jerry. I see – Jordan Love having a much better day than yesterday. He gets King, Kingsley Kiki to jump with his hard count and took a double shot, a shot to double coverage to Alan Lazard, dropped perfectly deep ball to Alan Lazard between Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, converting the free play, Jerry. Does that sound familiar or what, Jerry? I should have known you were going to go Packers take on this one, Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers being out. It makes too my much take, sense. Um, we'll Jerry, see. Could you take, imagine, though, if they find – they go Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, another 10-15 with Jordan Love. That would be an unreal, like, 30 years for the Packers, and they would only have one, two rings come out of that. That would be unbelievable. This, guy, this quarterback was so hot in training camp. He came to the sideline, and the tight end coach was cooling him down with a towel, Jerry. My official take is that Jordan Love is a top-10 quarterback in the NFL. Ooh, top-10 as far as, what do you want, yardage, completion, fantasy a points. Top, how do you – Top 10 that you'd take on your team if you're trying to win a Super Bowl. 
Sheesh. Uh, I'm going to put that off for a year or two. I don't think he's going to be <laughs> that high up coming right out of the gates, but we'll see. But enough of the Packers. Last thing, the CFB wants to overhaul it. Tosh, here's the proposal. 12 teams, six highest-ranked conference champions, six at-large teams. When the Pac-12 gets in, I like it. I am so in on this, Jerry. And then I'm so in on this. The four best teams will get a bye. And so the eight, the rest of the eight teams, you know, five through 12 will be fighting it out. I love it. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. Tosh, we were trying to get it to eight teams, 10 teams. They're going 12 teams. I love it. There's really no downside to this. We get more football. You get the best to shake out. The four best teams still get a bye. They don't have to play as much. They earned it. Love it all in. This is going to be absolutely electric, Jerry. Yep. And, and, you know, what's great about this, besides, you know, the games are going to be obviously insanely fun. It, like, the season is going to be fun because even if you lose a game, like, your season's still alive. Like, the, call, the teams are going to start scheduling better non-conferences because if you lose, it doesn't matter that much. And what, what I think is going to be the best thing about this is that now that 12 teams get in, all these recruits aren't going to go to the same three teams every year. They're not going to keep going to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. They're going to spread around. I don't around. think it affects the recruiting that much. I think you're I still going to go where you have the best shot to get to the pros or the best playing time or best situation overall, which might still be Alabama, Clemson. You know, it Oklahoma. might, but I also think that when you've got 12 teams getting that spotlight instead yeah. of three, you're going to – you're going to, there's going to be, it's going to be a slow transition, but in 15 years, you're going to look at it and there's going to be way more parody. There's going to be some, there's going to be, you know, some, I hope so. Some, college football could use it. Exactly. And it's going to be, it's going to transform college football. It's going to be absolutely amazing. There's going to be teams that, you know, random teams that make it into the playoff. It's not going to be the same six teams just recycling, basically. Like, it's going to be, absolutely insane so i'm so in on this yeah it's true i mean there's literally no downside they should have done it years ago will this be kicking in do you know for the upcoming season or is it two seasons it's probably a couple i think it's like i don't even know i i'm not sure i mean it's not even official yet so uh it's gotta be they gotta make it official bring back ncaa football the whole thing ncaa figure it out get it right and that that's it for this edition of the tosh and jerry podcast thank you for tuning in and uh we'll talk to you next week